I guess it's quite hard to demonstrate anything physically about some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and y y your choice is either to push the boat out a bit and get a, get someone to have a VR headset on and, and say, see, this is 5G. Yeah. Or what? You did, uh, you uh, did a bit of that on the Ericsson stand, or was that AR? Uh, it was AR, I right. think. Um, but so, One of those things. Yeah, and it was... Uh, yeah, it worked. Um, <laughs> uh, Good review. Yeah. Hello and welcome to this special telecoms.com podcast live from Mobile World Congress 2022 where Orange has been kind enough to let us use their stand um, and we're lucky enough to have Philippe Luca of Orange here to kick off the show and we're actually going to try something a bit adventurous because Philippe's got clear off in about 20 minutes so when he goes we're going to get someone else on and then someone else on and it could all be disastrous but let's see how it goes. Um, Good afternoon Scott. All right thanks a lot for joining us. Um, I just think that the most appropriate thing to start talking about um, is just the show itself. So I'm not going to do the usual format of the podcast where we break it down. I, I might as well mention if you're watching it on the site, <laughs> you can, or on YouTube or on Facebook, you can listen to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify and loads of other podcasting platforms. I normally forget to do that, so well done to me. But yeah, just going straight into it, Philly. Um, so you're, you're obviously part of Orange, but Orange is also a, a core member of the GSMA, which runs this show. Um, I just wonder if you give me your, your personal view and your professional view of how this first full Barcelona Mobile Congress for three years has gone. It's quite amazingly uh, positive this year. Um, many people, but not too many. Yeah. And very positive meetings. It was uh, really refreshing to uh, see people that we have not met or we have only met through a screen for the last two years and for the first time that we were able to see each other uh, face to face uh, that was really cool um, a lot of smiles on the yeah. face despite the events that are striking outside certainly and so uh, that was a, a great moment to to meet the people again so uh, very positive yeah i think so. I'll, I'll drink to that cheers please go ahead cheers <laughs> i think i completely agree um, I wrote a piece just at the start of the show, just reflecting on, you know, especially given the context, the global context of all this crazy stuff that's going on, um, how it feels more important than ever just to be able to get together with people, have a chat, maybe have a drink, um, and just remind ourselves, you know, what it's all about. Just the simple pleasures of socialising and talking shop. Socialising, discussing, exchanging, uh, and um, confronting ideas as well and this is something that you need to do uh, you can only do it when you are having uh, informal relationships yeah. so it's not only the formal meetings that we have had that were important but also the discussion side the side discussions we have had with the, the uh, different people uh, and many meetings we have had we are having uh, additional discussions right on top of the yeah. normal business I would say yeah and it's you know it's, a, it's the old cliche of like people do business with people but it's a cliche for a good reason and you know, there's nothing like just being in front of someone, getting the non-verbal sort of communication, making eye contact, all that sort of thing. And obviously, we've come, we've just come through two years of Zoom, which is fine. Not only Zoom, but uh, all of all of the different uh, yeah, video the conferencing systems. Yes. But uh, other video conferencing services are available. Exactly. But um, yeah, I think everyone's just a bit sick of it. To be honest. Completely sick of it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was there last year. 
and we are only uh, one tenth of uh, normal, um, I would say, attendance right. uh, compared to a usual show. Uh, two years ago, it has been cancelled at the very last minute, I would yeah. say. And uh, interestingly, of course, uh, this one is, uh, again, refreshing not only because there are people, but also because there is probably the right number of people. Yeah. Not too many, but not too few. And the right ones. Well, I agree with that. I mean, presumably the, you know, presumably the, the, the revenue people at the show would want there to be as many people as possible. But you're not the first person to say that. That, you know, in terms of the foot, you know, the footfall, it's... When it's really busy, it's a nightmare just getting around the place, to move, bumping to into walk, people. To go from a one hall to another one, it's yeah. crazy. This time it was quite, quite fast, and, yeah. and that was great. Yeah, and you know, I, I've heard estimates that there's uh, about 60,000 or so here, which is still a hell of a lot of people. Which is, roughly speaking, yeah. half of the uh, normal attendance, yes. So, uh, you know, Orange is a member of GSMA, maybe you should have a word and say they've got a cap for the attendance at 60 from now on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll, we'll discuss to them, we'll discuss with them, and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll exchange. Uh, I'm not sure exactly this is their position, but uh, no, no. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, next year will be interesting because I think the other the other thing I get the impression of is you know people weren't sure. Obviously, a lot of people are still nervous about COVID and all that sort of thing. And I think the fact that it's happened, the fact that it seems to be a success, um, we are we'll feeling the end people... of the COVID. Huh? We yeah. are feeling the end of the COVID. Well, do you know, it's been a bit—it's been a bit weird for us English people, because uh, we don't have any of these restrictions. We don't have to go around wearing masks the whole time, although we're obviously being naughty and not wearing masks now. Um, but so coming here has been a bit of a backward step. But hopefully, people will soon follow on. Um, and when you have events like this, and it doesn't result in everyone getting ill, that's a reminder that you know we can just keep going. Yes, and interestingly as well, uh, what struck me uh, during the show is that this year. There was not a buzzword at all. It was not, not sustainability, like it was not open run, it was not 5G, it was not 6G, it was not metaverse. There was not a single buzzword. Nothing that struck everyone that's saying that this is the year, the, the topic of the year, surprisingly. And that's yeah. the very first time that's ever. A really good point. Very first time ever I felt it during a show. And I think that we are just back to normal. I do hope next year there will be a, a, a new buzzword, but right. this year it's uh, really back to normal. I think the socializing right. probably is the right word that could uh, uh, describe this show uh, this year. Yeah, I certainly did a bit too much socializing last night, but uh, here I am, I'm still here. Um, yes, I mean, there's so many themes. I was certainly anticipating it. Doing our, we did a preview podcast. And we're anticipating the obvious buzzwords, 5G, open RAN, public cloud, that sort of thing. But I completely agree that it hasn't been one that's just jumped out. Not one. No. So what about for Orange? Um, so I, you're, you head up the devices side I for do. Orange, is that right? And I've got to admit, this year, I used to be a device, a smartphone analyst back in the day before this job. But I haven't really... In recent mobile congresses, I haven't really spoken about smartphones that much. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to correct me and tell me why I should be. What, what have, um, what has Orange been talking about in the devices area? Uh, we have many things. Let's start with a very, uh, very first one. Uh, we have announced this week a um, couple of things, but one thing I think is, which is important, at least for Orange and the other operators as well, is the sunset of 2G and 3G networks. Right. So. Uh, this is the first time that an operator is not only speaking about 3G sunset, but 2G as well, and 2G and 3G sunsets in the various parts of, uh, of, of Europe yes. to start with. So uh, 
this is an announcement for us which is an important one because uh, we are preparing the mindsets of uh, customers, uh, consumer, uh, I would say B2C and B2B customers, that in 25, 2018, 2028, sorry, 25, 28, up or 30, we're going to stop depending on the countries 2G or 3G. Um, I don't want to go too much on the announcements, but sure. France will stop 3G, uh, uh, 2G first in uh, 2025 and then 2028 uh, 3G, and then Europe with the opposite. Yeah, in a way, it's sort of counterintuitive. You sort of, you sort of think, why have we, why have we still got these things at all when we're already onto 5G? So uh, why, why we can you tell us why they're still there, but why it's now possible to switch them off at last? First, uh, there are still some customers, not so many, but there are still some customers using 2G and 3G. And guess what? Uh, we have also roaming. Uh, and roaming customers to with 2G and 3G devices coming to to, uh, to our countries as well. So that's one of the rational to go to to, to still support these uh, this, this, uh, solutions. And on the B2B side, very often there are a couple of people who are companies who are uh, having devices lasting for some years, right. and so they need things these things to continue to be uh, to be uh, still uh, active. So we are preparing the mindsets. We are giving the time to customers to say, hey guys, we need to start moving to 4G slash 5G solutions when you want to. Uh, and you have dates now, so you're you are able to prepare. We are going to help them to, to migrate and transition to the uh, 4G and 5G when they are not there yet. In addition, uh, you need to, uh, to check, to understand that even if we have a massive now 4G devices, not all of them are able to make voice calls on 4G networks. And so in that case, if you want to do it, you have to fall back to 2G and 3G. Yeah. So we need to ensure that progressively these devices are disappearing and transiting and trans, trans, uh, being transformed yeah. to, to be uh, 4G and 5G devices. And how has it been received? A lot of people going, oh my God, what am I going to do without 2G, 3G? I think that, that was a bit expected for some people, uh, for sure. The question was when, and I think that we are now putting some dates uh, and uh, we are going to talk to customers more and more. The announcement was done uh, on Monday, so it was uh, it was still a bit uh, short time for getting all the feedback from our customers. But uh, I'm, I'm very certain that it will be taken very positively because it's giving the time and, and perspective to the people yeah. to, to prepare themselves. And what are the benefits to, or what's the, what's the driver? Why are you doing it? We cannot have all generation one after one, uh, after another one, after 10 years, or having uh, to impile or to pile themselves up and up, uh, because it means that uh, we have to have a 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G. We are looking at 6G as well. Yeah. So we cannot maintain all these networks in parallel. There are some elements which can be uh, disconnected, and uh, as, as quickly as we do it, I think that's, that's better. Less maintenance, uh, less issues, uh, better security, uh, and I think that's important these days yeah. uh, with uh, new technologies and so on. So uh, uh, it's important that uh, when we are adding new technologies, we're also thinking about switching the previous ones off uh, yeah. progressively as well. Yeah, well, I mean, it stands to reason. That's why I said initially it's sort of counterintuitive that it exists at all, but I guess that's something about telecoms as you, you know. There is a, a legacy that yeah. you need to take care of. A long tail. And, and uh, sort of, of course there are new devices appearing in the market with 5G and very exciting and so on. But you uh, have a long tail of devices and, and customers still using the 2G and 3G networks. I know, I, 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 uh, I, I learned that actually. I won't, I won't name them, but speaking to another operator 
um, they were talking about this stuff and I was surprised to hear that like a lot of people in the UK for example have still got 3G phones like because they they only get a new phone about once a decade or something like that. Actually, uh, Orange does not sell any 3G phones anymore for right. some time. So, uh, no. well, but that, it doesn't. Pre unfortunately, the install base is in, is here and uh, it's not complete to decision yet. And and what else on the devices side have you been talking about? We've of course talked to many uh, vendors uh, this week and uh, this morning we have announced uh, with a, a partnership or an increased partnership with Samsung typically on many different topics. Uh, we, we think uh, first it's an important player, as many of us, but this one is uh, particularly important. And we thought it was a good timing to uh, re-strengthen the relationships between us okay. on some topics. First, uh, we'd like to uh, uh, increase the uh, adoption of eSIM by the market, and right. we'd like to ensure that... Uh, as Orange being quite proactive on we eSIM? We are quite proactive. Uh, all our countries, uh, even in MEA, almost uh, all of them are able to uh, provide now eSIM uh, to customers mm. when they need. And so uh, we need more devices. Uh, there is a kind of chicken and egg issue, and uh, we wanted to, to stop that chicken and egg story and saying, hey guys, don't wait for the devices to be here or don't wait the operators to be ready. Let's move to ensure that the devices are ready and so that all the operators progressively, they will move things forward. Yeah, I, so I think that's one, one of the key topics, it's not the only one, but one of the I think eSIM's a, a really interesting topic and it's, it's particularly interesting to hear an operator being so in favour of it because on, on one level, in terms of the sort of legacy business model of um, mobile operators, eSIM makes it easier for people to switch away from you. So, but it's already easy, Scott, to, already switch easy. From, to switch from an operator to another one. You can keep your number yeah. already. So. What, what you do might we, as well embrace it. It's not really the issue. I think that we are entering a world of digitalization. Everything is digitalized. I'm going to have my twin tomorrow, my digital twin as well. So, oh, right. But <laughs> I'm sure you're going to have yours as well and very soon. Yeah, uh, probably. So what, what is happening is that how can we be also supportive of all our business companies or business partners to digitalize themselves and ourselves not being able to digitalize our own processes? I think we would not be credible in that case. Yeah. So this is something on which we are very keen to, to look at, to, to promote. Uh, it's not easy, uh, very honestly, uh, for internal purposes, but also no. to re-educate the customers. Right. Uh, and we try to ensure that we're going to provide the best customer experience. And that's why also we're working with these guys like Samsung yeah. to make things uh, as, yeah, as I was just easy ask, as possible. Are, are, there, are, there, are there device makers increasingly just having eSIM as standard in their phones? Is that... uh, if you look at uh, the famous uh, company in Cupertino, uh, all their phones are supporting eSIM for uh, uh, since uh, the iPhone 10, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Okay. So it's quite a long time. Uh, and uh, uh, more and more players we've talked this week are confirming us that uh, they're also moving massively to, towards eSIM. So that's something that will become something behind us next year, I hope. Uh, and uh, so that we can start entering in the next processes. Yeah, and, and then once it becomes standard, you don't even need to have the conversation about it, just becomes the new normal. Exactly. Uh, and all that sort of thing. And, and then it's already evolving towards ISIM, uh, which I understand is like integrated into the SOC, integrated the, into the, the actual chipset. chip, into the chipset. Does that, apart from it being obviously a more efficient and presumably more compact way of doing it, does that confer any other additional benefits? I you assume? know what? You don't care. The customers, but, whether they are yeah. B2B or B2C, they should not care whether it's E or IC. Yeah, that's a technical okay. detail. 
definitely a technical need. It's an issue for the industry, or it's a topic for the industry players, but not for the customers. So don't care about it, yep. we do. Uh, uh, in the end, we call it eSIM, so that there is something which is, from a customer's perspective, there is no difference in the customer yeah. uh, journey. So forget it. Uh, from an industry perspective, that is potentially easing the processes to have iSIM. We just need to ensure that it is really well certified compared to an eSIM, a chip, a single chip. Yeah. Because a single, an eSIM is, is a SIM. Uh, uh, just smaller than the one that we are using on your phone that you can use with your hands. It's much smaller, for sure, but it's, a, it's a, the same, the same, same the the technology yeah. behind. iSIM is an integrated one, so we need to ensure that it is certified. Right. the right way. So that's, that's the, I would say, the topic that we are trying to solve now in the, within the industry. When it's done, the two are working the same way. Yeah, no, I, I, and, and there'll come a time where the thought of getting a little bit of plastic and having to stick it into a slot in your phone will seem... And guess what? Less plastic, no, we less are. CO2 emission, nice, less plastic. Nice green angle there, ticking lots of boxes. Exactly. Um, so yeah, what else? Is, is there anything else um, that's been going on with our internet show that you fancy talking about? We are we're also with uh, Samsung. Typically, we are uh, also increasing two things in addition to eSIM. Is also uh, what we call the personalization of devices. Uh, and uh, our intent is that uh, when I'm introducing my eSIM, my SIM or eSIM in the phone. Uh, I would like to get some personalization. It doesn't mean that I have a new UI, definitely not, but at least a key, key applications from an Orange perspective, my Orange, uh, right. my uh, Orange TV, uh, and a couple of applications, my Orange Bank solutions and so on. So a couple of applications that depending on the countries, we would like to uh, expose to the customers directly without the customers to have to make any specific, I would say, uh, 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 stroke any yeah. key or make any manipulation so on I their guess mobile the, the whole thing just enables a greater degree of sort of dynamic interaction between the yeah. operator and their customers. Yes, and, and not asking the customer to go on the store, download the applications and yeah. so on, which is a bit painful, and they don't understand why they should do this kind of stuff when they are with Orange, I'm sure of. So we try to do something which is much more automatic, and uh, that's one other thing. And the last thing that we're working with uh, Samsung is CSR and refurbishing, uh, trying to see how we can be uh, better on the life cycle of devices with them. Uh, this is for, for us uh, something that we are very keen to, pu to, to push. Yep. I was making a, a, a short presentation yesterday on eco-rating. This is uh, uh, for us at least one tool to, uh, um, I would say, uh, uh, analyze with vendors the capacity to be comparable on what we can call the life cycle of devices and also the, uh, I would say, their uh, capability to, to be greener than, yeah. than, than we used to be. So this is like be. a sort of standardized sort of green eco rating or something like that? That's it's, what it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a way to um, rank what the, cost, what the OEMs, what the vendors are doing to be greener. Right. Uh, there are a lot of things from extraction of rare materials, packaging, transport, okay. uh, uh, what do you do for end of life, and so on and so forth. So many different areas that we try to put, and we do in the end one ranking or one mark yeah. that is over 100. And uh, the question is which one is good? Very honestly, um, this year we're gonna see the first marks. Okay. It will not be, I would say 100 on over 100. So Definitely that's a perfect not. score, right, yeah. But what I'm interested in is the evolution. 
And yeah. what I want is that next year, we're going to push forward to have that the average ranking for all the vendors should move up. Yeah. And individually, they should move up well, as well. And if it becomes, if it becomes sort of publicly known, and presumably will. there'll be commercial incentives to try and improve your score. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so first, that will be a, a mark for the industry. Second, we will push this mark towards uh, the uh, end users so that they will be more and more accustomed to it. At the very early days, I'm sure they will not understand what it means. Yeah. Uh, and progressively they will, as we do for uh, your, I don't know, washing machine, for instance. You, yeah. have a, uh, you have a mark for energy consumption. I think, we have, I think we have letters in the UK. The same for Is us. Is that an international thing? Yes, but uh, right. you have A to H or something like this. Yeah. And now they are all A, so you are A++++++. Plus, right. plus, plus, plus. And this is exactly what we would like to have. Sounds, sounds a bit like exam marks. Well, I mean, I know you're a busy guy uh, and, you, and you've got a shoot off reason. So we're going to try this, what could be a rather awkward process of swapping out interviewees on, on, on the pod. Good. But thank you very much both for being on the podcast and for letting us use your stands. That's much appreciated. Scott, thank you very much for the interview. All See right, you next pleasure. time. Pleasure. Cheers. Yeah. What's Hello, the audience. Should I greet Mary or should we just start from her sitting down? What do you think? Oh, we're rolling. We're rolling. Okay. Just sit down. All right, Mary. Oh, my God. Hi, sweetie. Did you get one of my beers? I did get one of your beers. Excellent. Because I can't have you drinking alone. Well, exactly. Let me just do it like this, no? Sure. It's not going down as smoothly as it Sorry. does back in London, if I'm honest. I got to bed at six last night. Oh my when, God. When will I ever learn? I mean, I went to bed at four, <laughs> but I slept until two. <laughs> I mean. Well, sorry. Sorry. A little bit. I did end up missing an appointment I had with Andrew. Did you? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I did not go crazy. Right. You know, I was, I was pretty good. And, and it just was, you know, for anyone I had to get up and go to the flight, I had a flight at six. And I'm like... you got flight at six today? He had a flight at six today. Oh, so, sorry. Oh, yeah, because yeah, so you're out tonight, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a flight at six today, so I just stayed up with him until four. Right. You know, and he powered I, through. Yeah. I thought I was going to end up powering through, actually. When it got to about five, I was like, damn, should I even bother going to bed? But I'm pleased I did. Anyway, well, let's introduce you properly. Hello. Obviously, anyone who uh, <laughs> regularly watches podcast will know Mary Clark. I'm so um, delighted to be here. Yeah, it's great. This is, this is certainly the first time we've done it in this setting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we, 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 we were upstairs. We did up in the garden yeah. one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pierre was saying like three years ago. Yeah, and, um, and we're getting you getting you out for dinner later. We'll see We'll see if we can really knacker ourselves out later. Uh, um, terrifying. So, yeah. So, so scary. I mean, what I've been doing, like I was chatting to Philippe yeah. just then. I don't even know if I've introduced Philippe properly. Anyway, whatever. Um, just saying the show seems to have gone pretty well. So I'll just start by asking you, you know, yeah. how, how it's been. How's it been for you, Mary? How's it been for me? Really fabulous. Um, it feels so good. Mm. You know what I mean? Everyone is so happy to be here. One of the yeah. things I find... It's buzzy, isn't it? Totally buzzy. Our mutual friend, Mr. Rich Fogg, has got total FOMO. Right. He's like, he I, he's just like, I, I, you know, I <laughs> cannot get over the fact that everybody's there and I'm not there. A friend of mine... As of last Wednesday, wasn't going to come. Right. By Saturday, changed his mind and flew. I think, I think that might have happened quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, I've got friends of mine that are here that are simply here because 
they wanted to come to the show, but they're not even in the industry anymore. I mean, right, they just fancied it. Yeah, they just wanted to come for a couple days and Fair see enough. some old friends. And well, on that note, cheers, by the way. Cheers. Cheers. So this is, this is Scott woke up, knackered, looked in the fridge. I had four tins in the fridge. I thought might as well bring them in in case Orange doesn't have any beers. Turned out quite handy. So. I, I, I'm certainly happy. They're still, they're still reasonably cool. I know. I don't know how. That's, I know. We were discussing. You needed to bring the Yeti. Yes. Well, we indeed. Needed, we... You what? There, there we are. So in the in the in the little media press area. Yeah. It was quite cold. Be good. Um, so yeah. So it's all it's all turned out well. All so, very well. But no, no totally. it's been really good. It's been it's been a really good show. It's just it's just so nice to see everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, isn't that it? I mean, it, I just feel... Well, I, I showed you that thing I wrote on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, that's before I'd even been in the show. But I think without me to blow smoke up my own arse, um, it was reasonably prescient because that, that is how it's felt yeah. afterwards. It's just good to be together. Good, you know, in the context of all the crazy shit going on in I the know. world. To, to just remind ourselves, you know, you and I had a, a sort of beer, a, a, was it a couple of days ago? Yep. I, yep, I, lose, I lose track. So do I. Um, it's a know, thing. And, and that was all good, and everyone's just sort of clinking glasses and going, yeah. great to see you. I mean, yeah. some people haven't even seen, um, I think maybe it's a, I can't remember who it was, but they haven't even seen most of their colleagues for a couple of years. Yeah. So it's not yeah. just a industry networking event, it's like a within the company yeah. networking event as well. No question. There are some people that have started jobs that I know that they're now meeting their colleagues for the first time since they started the job. You know, wow. because of COVID. Yeah, we all we all had a few up in the in that same beer garden we were at. Yeah, and I think it was the first time collectively the sort of telecoms.com and light reading crew that are all here have all sat down together and had a beer. So it's all groovy. I'm so glad. I'm so um, glad. So what what hat are you wearing these days, Mary? I so, lose track. I know, I know. So what did I do here? Um, so my current gig, uh, CMO of uh, Brevo. Uh, That's quite was, uh, new, isn't it? Quite new, two and a half, almost three months now. Yeah, and um, Brevo is a property tech company. So prop tech is seventy billion dollar market, really big, and we do cloud-based access control, which really means how do you manage the ability to have people enter in a controlled way and occupy space, any structure that you can own. So we support everything from you know your acup acupuncturist offices. I say you know from A all the way through to Z. Zoos? Zoos, we've there got we zoos, go. we actually have Thank zoos. Thank God for zoos or your whole metaphor would be screwed up. I know, though, it would totally it? be screwed. Um, 72,000 properties total. I mean, it's it's big, but it's been mostly in the US and now we're expanding internationally, which of course has got me very excited. Yeah, so me too, because it means you want to come over to London. That's right. And so no, I, I and it's very smart building focus. So for me, it's just kind of an adjacency going from so purely mobile to right really going in now and, and selling to enterprises, selling to all sorts of people, but it's all connectivity in so yeah. many respects. And so the mobile pass becomes really critical to get in and out of the building, and so it's very cool. But that's, Excellent. you know, that's the day job. Yeah. But here, I was here for- here your diversity- For tech summit. Yeah. Uh, you, you've evolved beyond birds in tech. <laughs> and now we're, now we're yes, diversity in that tech. is correct. We, we were women for tech. GSMA had women for tech starting in 2016. Or as you like to say, birds and tech, which always makes me giggle. I'm amazed I haven't got into trouble over that, but there we go. No, no, because no, because all, all, all anybody has to do is know you, and it's yeah, fine. Yeah, there we go. Um, 
So then we moved it, uh, GSMA changed it to Diversity for Tech in June of 2021 for that show that happened here. Yeah. And that was a much smaller show. I was here, I came to that. Uh, at the time I was consulting, so I, I didn't even have really a full-time gig, so I came on my own dime for that. Good for you. Because I, you know, it's so important to me, I'm here, you know, doing the same thing, really. And so we had three sessions on Monday, three panels. It was 9.30 to 12.30, and amazing. One of the things that I think, you know, for you, as I, you and I, when we had a beer, I told you about this, but we had on stage at the, the last session, we had Google, and we had Apple. Who never really turn up here, do they? No, and, um, and Microsoft, the heads of accessibility, so product developers and product owners yeah. for accessibility-related services for all of those platforms. And, and that's people who have, have some kind of accessibility issue, whether it's a physical disability or whatever. Oh yeah, and I've now got whatever. so much more knowledge about this. I mean, yeah. they really schooled me. It was really good. But I mean, kind of from the industry point of view, we've never had Apple on stage right. at the show oh. ever. So the fact that GSMA was able to get that on stage and have them be there, I mean, but it what was so cool about it is that they collaborate constantly, this group. They're constantly working together on different things. So for like example, yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> so there's, when we think about a device, there's vision impairment, right? So that can be low, they can call it low vision or like completely blind. Then you have different auditory issues, you know, slight to very, you know, none, no hearing at all. Uh, you have motor issues, so something physically is not yeah. working, right? Your legs, hands, whatever the case may be. Um, Want to get this right, cognitive. So whether it's uh, everything from dyslexia to spectrums and, and autism, the whole thing, where's the cognitive? All of these different types of disabilities. And then you have permanent disabilities, temporary disabilities, and situational disabilities. So you need glasses that's in some ways a situational disability. Certainly is. Right? <laughs> right? But I'll tell when, you what's really bad now. I've got to the stage, I'm 50, yeah. where now I've got to take my glasses off to see stuff close to uh, me. I exactly, go around like this. Exactly. So that, you know, it's not so, dignified. Then, so then you do the, this. So when we touch our phones and do the tap and spread like that, that's for situational disability. Because we have something that's situational where we can't see it and we got to be able to use it. These guys developed all of that. Good stuff. Yeah. The stuff that is interesting. I mean, look, you know. Um, from our conversation in the past uh, that there's a part of me that whenever companies start talking about I know that sort of thing the virtual signaling well, it, yeah, virtual it, signaling it, drives it you crazy a, well it, the virtual signaling does but I, I do try and suspend it because for two reasons firstly I don't want to be just a, an absolutely incurable skeptic about everything sometimes you've got to take things at face value yep um, you know I'll call a company out if they seem to be paying lip service but not doing anything substantial right. that's fair enough but then the other one is that if we have to put up with a little bit of slightly sort of syrupy marketing speak about this stuff, but they also help yeah. with accessibility and that sort of thing, then fair enough. Who am I to begrudge them that? Well, and to kind so of I'm go trying back, to mellow out, well, Mary, <laughs> But what you also harp on about, which I think is absolutely right, is that you know there's a, a revenue component to this, right? There's an actual, you know, an actual yeah. business case. There are 1.3 billion people with disabilities around the world. So you don't want to walk away entirely no. from that market. Yeah. So, you know, so this is part of what they're doing is serving that community. And I learned about, they've got um, the Apple, excuse me, I guess it was 
they put in LIDAR, yeah. which, you know, on the camera. Okay. And so the LIDAR now, when I guess it was the 13, you can turn on the LIDAR camera and if you are, if you're blind, it can give you some indication. I still don't know exactly how it works, but it's, um, it will give the distance. Yeah. So it's like a little mini radar, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and so it presumably could have an audio component where it goes, right. watch out, there's a wall coming up. And, and further, during COVID and you wanted uh, distance, it could say, okay, you know, you're, you're within two meters. Yeah. You know, stuff. which is totally cool. Well, yeah. that is, I mean, I've always thought that I remember, you know, when I first, the penny first dropped with me with smartphones back probably about when the iPhone and Android were first coming out. And just the fact that, you know, I thought of it as, as like a, a, a sort of remote control for your life. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff. You've got the camera, you got the GPS, you've got all these other sensors. Um, and, you know, it's just so incredibly empowering for the yeah. individual whether they have no disabilities at all. But then, you know, from what you described, it's even more empowering yeah. to give people, you know, who need some extra tools to get by. Yeah. But and then, yeah, I, I, again, this is diversity for tech, and GSMA has really done a great job with this. And I heard about so much more technology that is out there that's helping to drive. So this is just accessibility. And then uh, earlier in the day, we had a woman on, uh, I love this, it's called Friends with Holograms. She's got, it's That's a... That's not like friends with benefits. I know, no. Not that she was able to <laughs> explain. We didn't get into that. But um, she, she's she got this whole immersive visual um, VR yeah. approach to doing training. Right. So she told a story about, she had a, uh, a CEO of a small business take her immersion inclusion training so that she could, he, he then experienced what it was like, two different scenarios, if I have this right, one being a person of color, because he was white, and then having another experience where there was a disability, he had a disability, right. and, um, and it was fully abled. So he was able to put himself in the shoes of right, that yeah, person yeah. for that training. Yeah, that makes sense. And he got out of both of them, looked at her and said, that wasn't training, that was an emotional experience. Mm. And he went in the following week and proceeded to make all sorts of changes to his business wow. simply because he had had this incredibly different experience. Yeah, and more generally, some of the conversations I've had with the sh in the show where, you know, like, you know, the industry's been trying to sort of justify the investment in 5G for ages. Oh, yeah. And honestly, they've often struggled, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And one of the use cases they come up with is AR and VR. And I've always thought, well, hold on a sec. You know, VR, how many people are going to be walking around with a VR headset strapped to their face? Talk about your LiDAR thing. Yeah. They'd need that to stop them just to, yeah. walking into lamppost. You need, well, or a big bubble. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just a big, wrapped, big wrapped donut. in bubble wrap. Exactly, yeah. Um, but really, it's, it's, a, it's a business thing. It's not a consumer thing. I mean, VR yeah. as a consumer thing will always be there for certain types of gaming and all that sort yeah. of thing. But the business, in terms of... Whether it's VR for stuff like you just described, or augmented reality to have like a sort of heads-up display yes. to help people with technical stuff, over, technical overlays over reality. I think that's where it's all there, and I think I think the industry's finally catching up and realise that there's no point in just banging on about you know someone playing a game where they can no, pretend right. to be a dinosaur I agree. or something. I think the whole. I think I. I really hope that we're past this sort of 5G for consumer. This is the greatest thing ever yeah. because. It makes no sense. No, not, I mean, 4G does what we need in yeah. terms of pipe, in terms yeah. of 
updates are right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the, the 5G component of this, we keep, what I keep coming back to is installing 5G private wireless networks inside of structures or campuses or something like that. Because I think in that case where you can have control, whether it's a whether it's a neutral host situation or whether it's you know something like a, a CBRS kind of circumstance like we have in the US, I think those instances where you can have that real control over that level of speed and, and that level of Penetration, given yeah. you know the propagation, uh, you know if we get to mid-band. Yeah. I mean that's got huge. I think for in-situational environments, the yeah. heads-up display stuff that you talk about, and the kind of immediacy that is needed for certain yes. use cases, and they're they've got the money. A consumer doesn't have the money, you know. No. It's it's just not. No, no, it's my, not a logical. My kids have been hassling me for like a, a Sony VR headset for a while, but on no, it's too pricey. Yeah, I know, we all went in for one on for right, my Do you want a holiday or do you want a VR headset? Do you That's want a right. real experience or a virtual you want, one? You want to go to the Canary Islands or do you want a headset? Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, so I'm yeah. gonna, in a minute, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap you out for my colleague Andrew. Good, okay. But um, have you got any other sort of sort of lingering thoughts from the show? Any experiences? Any um, stuff you want to sign off on? I think... I, I'm happy to see so many people back. Um... I'm, I'm looking, it is interesting though, you know, like if you go back a few years ago, remember how we had, I don't know, like seven out of the top ten car manufacturers here? Right. You know, and, and we've got, I mean, today, I, somebody posted, Dan Warren, I think, posted a picture, uh, or maybe it was, I don't, I'm not sure who it was, but the, uh, a picture of uh, Dental, the, 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 the people that make the electric toothbrush. Oh, yeah. I saw they had a stand. Yeah, I, I was, they're I was here. Like, you what? Oral B, I think. Yeah, Oral B. And I was like, what's that all about? Yeah. And did you find out? No, no. I just no. looked at it and thought, okay, this is insane. I mean, but what I, are we lost? I'm kind of connected toothbrush. I, don't, I, don't. I feel like I feel like we're kind of a little a little kind of all over the place still. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mobile is, is. I don't want my toothbrush connected to anything except my toothpaste. No, exactly. And a plug to recharge it, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it. Let's not get carried away. Here. No, I don't want any data. I want it to start data. giving me life advice while I'm brushing that's my right. teeth. That's right. And I don't want any data going back to anybody about how much <laughs> crap is in my teeth. But I. Yeah, that, that's that's a little bit of a thing right now. Is is who's the audience for this show? Yeah, you know, I think that's really all of the traditional ones. Like we're sitting in an operator, and this is really cool that Orange is letting you do this. I think yeah, that's it's fabulous. Very nice of them. You know, and you're surrounded by the, all the operators, and I they have a very clear presence to be here, and that's understood. And they're here doing deals with vendors and suppliers, and that makes total sense. And there are partnerships being created, but it's still a little. I feel like the whole idea of connect, connectivity unleashed is kind of helping them figure out who else they yeah. can attract in. Still feels like they're sort of groping around for the yeah. For I the mean, real we we used to have detra. a huge media presence in terms of like publishers and advertisers and you know that sort of you know I think Immedialink having a whole section up in Paul Eight a few years ago that was a whole marketing track. Right. You know that's not here. So I'm okay. I think it's it's the audience issue. For me. Yeah, well, and it's interesting. So I've heard speculation of uh, attendance of about 60k, yeah, maybe 65, something like that. Yeah. Which I think is better than I would have expected. I wouldn't have been surprised barely, if it was more like 40. What well, was 20? Barely 20 when I was here in June. Yeah. And that was crickets. That was. We only had hall one and hall. <clears throat> excuse me, hall two and hall three. That was it. Yeah. 
Yeah, we couldn't have been bothered to come. No, and I and I did. Um, <laughs> we did because because you're more professional than we are, which isn't saying much. <laughs> um, so yeah, and, and I've heard a lot of people say, do you know what? I wish it could always be like this. Even though even Philippe the Orange guy was saying that. Yeah. And, he, and you know, and they're a founder member of the GSMA. Yeah. Um, you know, just getting about. You know, we can't see it in the camera, but you know, that's about half the yeah. density of sort of people and milling it's, about. It's, you know, you're. Yeah. Normally it's a nightmare. Bumping into everybody. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. yeah well, I have to it, watch out. Cause I'm, I'm big lads. I'm not people on their ass. You can't. You can't knock anybody down. That would yeah. be bad. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so it feels really manageable. It feels like a really good show in that respect. Agree. So, uh, Agree. yeah, all right, well, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap you out for Andrew. Wonderful. But Wonderful. it won't be long until we're popping out this evening. No, I, got, I have to get details from you. Yeah, what time yeah. are we going out? Is it 8.30? 8.30, 830 yeah. Fantastic. That's great. Yeah, don't worry. I'll have, I'll have my people contact your people. Ah, we'll get it done. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're going to try the, the awkward swap over and get, get Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. I still don't know if Ian's going to make it. He's I know. Off. He's off chatting to someone else. He's got he's got better things to do. Well, thanks a lot, Mary. Hey, I'll stand up. I'll see you soon. See you okay. soon. Yeah. I'm taking my beer. Yeah, please do. Andrew, do you want a beer? No, no, I'm good. Thank you. Put that on. Oh, there we go. Cool. What? So, um, yeah, you're kind of super subbing for Ian at the moment. Um, who's, uh, I don't know who he's chatting to, maybe Rakuten, I think, maybe. And okay. so we'll see if he suddenly pitches up at the 11th hour, we'll get him on. But it's great to have him. This will be the first time you know, to introduce the people who don't know. Andrew's deputy editor of telecoms.com. Started last December, was it? Yeah, yeah, December. So, so it's been like two or three months. I, I feel like culminating in this, you've had a, you've really been sort of thrown in. You've had a sort of deep immersion in it. How's it all going? Yeah, yeah, it's probably the best way to learn. I think when I, when I first joined, um, people were already talking about whether or not this was going to happen, Mobile World Conference, Congress. Um, and, and we were kind of watching the headlines of the people pull out or not, which is kind of the, the, the process yeah. I'm, that I understand happened last year. But, but look, thank, thankfully it that has. That was 2020. I, I 2020. mean, the way it played out in 2020 is, you know, you remember how the pandemic we started in january and you heard that there was something going around in china yeah. and then by march the whole fucking world was shut down yeah um that's kind of what happened to the show as well right. initially we were writing speculative stories just going well you know maybe one or two people will drop out and then ericsson bailed and then it within about a week they just had to pull the plug yeah so yeah that's how it played out but yeah it, it was almost like that in reverse this year where I think the show, you know, you don't have the basis for comparison that I do, haven't been here loads of times, but I think the show started picking up quite a lot, even in the days mm. leading up to it. Um, and, you know, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine looking around that this, is, this could be like half the normal capacity. You can imagine how rammed it normally is. People keep saying that. I've heard estimations. They talk about 50 or 60k, and and, and apparently that's about 50 percent of, of what it what it would have been. Yeah, I think which I would think have meant the biggest ever been is about 110k, something like that. Yeah, well, the halls would have been busy if so. I, mean, I don't know whether there was slightly more capacity given given in that situation, but it's it's a really busy show. I mean, my, my comparison point will be CES. Yeah, which you've I've been, been which to a few of those, haven't you? Been, been to a few of those, and it's it, it's similar in tone. These days, a lot of the same companies uh, are involved. Uh, I don't think years ago you might have had sort of Intel and, and Microsoft necessarily at MWC. Um, so that, that's yeah. quite interesting and that's a Yeah, well, the chip guys, definitely. I mean, seeing AMD here, 
Yeah. Um, they wouldn't. I don't think they would have been relevant a few years ago. No. So there's there's all that. And and how about for you? How have you found it? What's what are your first impressions? Yeah, first impressions, I mean, everyone's delighted to be here, yeah. uh, it seems. Not that you can tell, because they're masked up half the time. Yeah. You assume they're smiling. Um, yes. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. It, it, trying to, you, you know, you try and look for sort of mega trends and, and what the themes, you could probably predict what a few of them were before coming in. Yeah. 5G, obviously, open ran and, and things like that. I mean, one thing I've noticed is uh, sustainability is a huge thing. It is yeah. a huge. It's a huge thing in corporate messaging, whatever it's industry. It's becoming more a more sort of core part of what they go on about, as opposed to a sort of more peripheral box ticking. They're sort of integrating it more centrally, aren't they? They're integrating it within technological innovations yeah. or product launches. So it's it's the impression is given that they're launching a product in order to save the planet, not we're launching a product and. And trying not to be too much of an eco vandal about it. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and you know you can you can you can pick apart some of that or, or, or not, but it's, it's it's definitely something that's that's talked about a lot here. Um, other trends, obviously, use cases of five G. There's a lot of VR yeah. helmets going around. Right. Um, what do you think of that? Because I was just chatting to Mary before you about that and how I get the B two B sort of specific circumstances. Yeah. But I'm still not buying it from a consumer angle. What do you think? No, um, in terms of the VR stuff, I, I guess it's quite hard to demonstrate anything physically about some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and you, you, your choice is either to push the boat out a bit and get a, get someone to have a VR headset on and, and say, see, this is 5G. Yeah. Or what? You did, oh, you oh, did a bit of that on the Ericsson stand, or was that AR? Uh, it was AR, I right. think. Um, but so one of those things. Yeah, and it was. I, uh, yeah, it worked. Um, <laughs> I, Good review. Yeah, I, I think. But what, what else are they to do? do um, because the alternative is like they had at the other side of the stand, which was just a parade of antenna. That's your other way of demonstrating it, isn't it? And that's. Well, that's I, I, I do feel for the for the big kit vendors when they're. Because you know, their actual products, while they're very clever and very important, yeah. are pretty boring. They're just, yeah. they're just sort of light grey boxes. I could change the colour a couple of times at least. Do you like, know what the, I mean? like the new iPhone. Is that so much to ask? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, careful what you wish for. They'll start putting rainbows on them and stuff. But anyway, I won't go there. I'll get mm. myself in trouble. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I thought, have you seen much talk of like metaverse? We're talking about AR and VR and that sort of thing. But have you seen the metaverse word used a lot? I, I haven't. But then I haven't really, really been around as much as you have. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, it came up in the conversation we had with Nokia, um, where, I mean, they, I mean the, they were indulging in a bit of future-gazing, really, and, and, yeah. and which oh, I think is always, you know, good to get your head above the trenches sometimes and go, what is, what, what, what is all this greater connectivity all in service of? And, and it was quite an interesting interview, and he, he was talking about, yeah, the, the 5G will power the, the, the metaverse and early, early adoptions of that. Um, I, it, the wider tech industry is all ablaze with, with talk of that. Yeah. Um, it's but something, what about the show? Have you I'm come seeing, across it a I'm fair seeing bit? nods to it. It hasn't come up too much in my conversations, but... Uh, what is the, the where the metaverse starts and the VR stuff ends? I I, yeah. I, I don't really know. I mean, it, it's it feels like a bit of a reach. It feels like one of those. I mean, I know the best is going to be there, and obviously, you know, 
clever, informed people like Mark Zuckerberg are making big bets on it, and I'm sure they're not just doing it without having given it a bit of thought. But um, in the context of telecoms, it just feels like another of those sort of forced 5G use cases. Like, oh, you're going to need lots of 5G to make the metaverse happen, do you? Well, it's that it's that it's the consumer 5G, isn't it? it it's um, how do you how do you make 5G sound really vital in a consumer sense? Yeah. And then metaverse comes along, and, and maybe it's a jumping on the bandwagon yeah. thing. But I get it because again, if not that, then you're back to the antennas, and you're talking about the, the real nuts and bolts of this stuff, which um, I'm sure is also happening in conversations. But um, you've got to paint a picture for people. Yeah. You got to, you got to, you got to say why. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, why not, I'm not hugely convinced by certain metaverse stuff either. But I think it's one of those things that it, it, it just hasn't quite revealed itself yet. So let's see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, one other thing, I, we're, we're probably going to start wrapping up soon. I've got a feeling uh, Ian's not going to make it. Is that? Uh, no one's, uh, no one's heard from him. I think he's still in a, in a briefing, and we're running out of time. But that's absolutely fine. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? So you, you know, in the space of like two or three months, you've gone from not, I mean, I know you've been a tech journalist for a while, but you've gone from not knowing much about the telecoms industry to suddenly covering some pretty arcane stuff like, you know, Open RAN and all that sort mm. of thing. Um, well, you know, how, do you, how do you reflect on, the, on that sort of deep dive, all the stuff you had to pick up, all the stories you've been writing at the show? Do you, how do you feel about the telecoms industry having had it inflicted on you? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not an industry that shies away from the details uh, no. and explaining them. I, I think I think wider tech tends to talk more about uh, results or, or you know the, the the actual human side of you know what you get out of all this stuff, as opposed to I, I think it used to be accused of being very talking about the specs and everything, and that will change particularly with sort of Steve Jobs and Apple's way of marketing, and, and that's that's pretty much predominantly how wider tech is. I, I think telecoms. Isn't, but then it's it's B to B. You you wouldn't yeah. expect it to. I think there's there's things that you know really get into the weeds, like you know open ran. I, 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 but then there's also that standard industry stuff of rivalry and our way is better than your way, yeah. and, and you can start picking it up in that sense. You know we had we had a we had a good story um, speaking to Mavenir yeah. and um, talking and about and they weren't shy about having a pop at some of their competitors. No, um, essentially accusing kit vendors um, of confusing the issue of, of, of open run in yeah. some sense, or, or dragging their feet, and um, you know that that classic rivalry. I mean, I, how much of that, I, you know, is, is true? I don't know, but um, you know, is firms having their own way of doing it and saying our way is better yeah, than the other? Is in it is in every. I mean, that's one of the fun parts of being a journalist is that we're recipients of so much incoming propaganda. Yeah. That. You know, a big part of our job is to be that filter. And you know, as I was saying to Mary, for you, to some extent, as a journalist, you're in a constant battle to have the right amount of scepticism. Mm. So it's easy to just be arsy about absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, but you know, you've got to give credit where it's due. And all that sort of thing. For, for example, one story I wrote from the show was about Huawei, who obviously gets a lot of stick from the West. Um, but I actually thought, you know, given that no one's ever demonstrated to me that they definitely um, do the things that they get that they get suspected of doing in terms of being a security uh, threat, um, I think good for them. They've fronted up. They've, they've obviously spent big again. 
you know, we went and hung out with them in the W Hotel as well, didn't we? Um, and I quite like the fact that they that they that they sort of brought their A game to the show. Yeah, it's it's interesting with them. I, I think the, the impression I got, and, and you know, from speaking to them, and, and, and while we were at the at the dinner, it seems to be they're they're a firm that were known and famous for, for the telecoms unit and, and that's the stuff that you know where they where they clash with the US administration and, and you know are now banned but but they're huge they, they, they do all, all sorts of, stuff of other things yeah. as well so it feels a bit like you know it's a great big stand it's like here's everything else we do and they're seeing how much of that will stick and go because that might be our new product our new specialization in the West if, if yeah, they're yeah. allowed to do any of that you know who knows they talk about sort of automation software for, for um, vehicles yeah, yeah. Now, you know, fine. But then, could the could the US have run and go? Well, exactly. Not that either. It does feel like a bit of a game of cat and mouse, doesn't it? And they go, yeah. All right, we'll have a go at this, and then, then the US might go, Nah, can't do that either. And who knows? But it, yeah, at the moment, it feels a bit like here's our market stall. Here's all our goods. Which one? Which yeah, one? Yeah. You know, takes your interest and. and Whichever that turns out to be, you might see them because they can then still be active in that area. But um, cool. Yeah. So uh, last thing, just switching it to more of the social side. So we went out. We were out fairly large on Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, Sunday, we were right, but we still went out. Yeah, yeah, we were up for dinner. Um, Monday was relatively quiet for me. Last night, I somehow ended up getting to bed at six in the morning. Nicely done. Um, you know, we were out uh, with, with BT, but that was wrapped up by about one or two, wasn't it? Yeah. And then I got home, and then this mate of mine, shout out to Jules, thanks for leading me astray, Jules. And you know Jules, don't you? Uh, yeah, from yeah, years yeah. ago, I think we met, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, another person I just bumped into in the media area, Tim Green. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. So I'll hopefully try and meet up with him, and maybe we'll all get together. Yeah, Tim yeah, Green's yeah. a telecoms uh, journalist from way back. Yeah. And uh, so Andrew and I first uh, met when I was editor of a magazine called PC Retail, and you were a writer on it. That's right. And, and Tim Green was there on mobile entertainment and all that. That's so, right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so then, so then there's last night, and then we go out tonight. How are you finding the, the social? Are you keeping up? You're not too knackered. No. It, we, yeah. It's it's fine. I think um, lots of expressos help. Um, which, which are abundant on the on the show floor and the, and the, the little press paddock they've set up for us. Yeah. So that's always that good. And cookies. That and cookies, which is your sustenance for the yeah. day. Um, oh, that's, that's taking all the food groups, isn't it? Exactly. I, I think it, everyone's been, you know, I'm sure this is a very tired point, but everyone's been locked up in yeah. to whatever degree for two years, and we didn't, I didn't necessarily think things like this would come back. No. Um, and they sort of are, you know, in, in, in every real sense. And. It's it's great to just do all that normal human stuff again. We're still wearing masks, so it's not quite normal. But Don't get me started. I'm having to restrain myself and not having a massive little bitch and moan about the whole thing. But you know what can you do? It is what it is. Different countries have got different things. Thankfully, in the UK, we've sort of mostly over it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got through. I've got through it without moaning too much. I think. I'll let you be the judge of that. Mm, well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I think we'll wrap it up there because I think Pierre's got to fly home, haven't you, mate? Um, so, first podcast ever, I think, for ages we had without Ian. So, uh, uh, you sorely missed, mate. But yeah, we'll wrap it up there, and uh, thanks a lot. And we'll, you know, we'll get you on more more frequently now, whenever you fancy it. Sounds All good. right, man. So, uh, thanks a lot for listening to this special uh, Mobile Congress Telecoms.com podcast. Make sure you join us for the next one.